Welcome to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight right here on racetimeradio.com and delayed on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. We'll be back next Sunday at our regular slot live on Sirius XM Channel 167. But until then, you're going to have to put up with racetimeradio.com. I am Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the RTR studio we got Susie Q out there in the production chair, all ready to go. And we got a guest line up for you tonight, Junior. Lots of racing this weekend. Yeah, tons of it. How about Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. He making his IndyCar debut. That was pretty cool to see. Obviously, didn't get the results that he wanted. But, no. uh, um, you know, he... he I I got a kick out of watching all the social media and stuff. You can just see the guy. He's a seven-time champ. He's having fun. Oh, and, blisters uh, on his fingers. I know. It's super yeah, yeah. cool. It's, uh, you know, it's neat to see somebody taking in a... I always love... It doesn't matter if it's Jimmy Johnson, a seven-time champ in NASCAR, or, or even just a local guy at a Saturday night short track, um, changing it up and, and trying a different format of racing. You yeah. know? Like, I, I think back... A couple of really cool examples are, you know, guys that, uh, you know, race dirt and then tried out asphalt, right? Like uh, a guy like Kirk Hooker, right? Right, right, right. Um, you know, he was always a dirt guy, dirt late model, dirt everything. And, uh, you know, he would, he when he got the chance to try asphalt and, and you know, spent a little bit of time in it, you know, he he started having fun and it was a different different type of fun. Yep. Um, but there's, there's plenty of examples the opposite way where, you know, asphalt guys maybe transition transitioned over to dirt you know uh, uh i think back a couple of years back and and uh mark dixon right he yeah he raced uh, uh you know late model for a long time he raced street stock and uh, all different types of cars that you know varney and sobel and, and yep. modifieds and stuff like that um i remember him bringing out a dirt modified to varney speedway or full throttle now um and uh bringing out his dirt modified that he had just built and yep. uh you know he was racing it down at uh at merrittville i believe yeah, was it Merrillville? Uh, either Merrillville um, or Humberstone. You know, just hearing a guy like that talk about a different discipline of motorsports. You know, it's just a. Uh, it, it seems like you know, you, you, a majority of the people you know pick a, a genre of motorsports and then they stick with it. Um, very different to go from you know, obviously a full body NASCAR stock car to um, an Indy car and vice versa. And and uh, um, you know, I, I, I there's a really interesting dynamic when you hear. And when you when you get to to see it firsthand and, and take it all in and and I mean with social media the way that it is we got to really see the behind the scenes um, of what the transition was like for Jimmy and uh, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it this weekend. Jimmy Johnson will win. He's going to win this year. Gee, I don't know. No, about that. he's gonna he's gonna that number forty eight car is going to win this year. He is today. I said he had a well learning day. Watch him. Watch him. I don't know how many well, he's going to run. Hopefully he runs them all this year. Well, he runs all the all the road courses. Well, right? I, I, I'm telling you he's going to win. He's going to win a race this year. It's going to be interesting. Um, Alex, and I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Palou? 
Hallelujah. Uh, one today's uh, IndyCar race, uh, the season opener at Barberville. What a track. Yes. What a track that is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really neat, really neat facility. And, uh, um, you know, it's it's been building over the years and, and uh, just a, a phenomenal racetrack. It's uh, um, one of those premier facilities. But, you know, it's it's really the, the IndyCar series is is the the top of the top of the echelon that you see race there right it's Hell yeah. uh, um but the uh you know i have watched a couple of uh really neat you know uh, trans am events and stuff like that at uh, at that facility and and uh, uh just a, a really neat place yeah sure is let me tell you who we got on the show tonight man we had lots of racing happening uh richmond of course for the truck series just yesterday uh tonight we're going to hear from our canadian number 24 rafael lazard is going to kick off the show we'll catch up with rafael didn't have a real good day at uh at richmond uh, but we're going to talk to him, Ben. It's been uh, like eight, ten weeks since we talked to him. I believe we had him on the show just before Daytona, so that's how long ago it was. We had Raphael on the show. He's coming up tonight. He's going to kick it all off with us. Uh, we'll also hear tonight from the president of the APC Series, the United Late Model Series. We've got Luke Ramsey going to come on the show, give us an update. I know they've got uh, a great series planned for the Ontario market this year. Uh, along with, how about the Super Stocks? They're going to be also running under the APC banner. We're going to get a chance to talk to Luke about all the new stuff that's happening with the APC series. We'll also catch up with, how about Rev Culture, Rev Canada TVs. Uh, Todd Lewis is going to stop on by. I know he had his eyes full of racing this weekend. He's down in Florida, but we'll catch up with Todd and find out uh, what's coming up on Rev Culture. Uh, you can check it out. On Rev Canada TV, uh, you can uh, don't forget to get that on your channel lineup on the boob tube. Uh, some great programming on Rev TV. We'll catch up with Todd tonight. And to keep that track theme going, how about a guy that's coming off uh, not only a uh, stage win but a second place in uh, the the second stage and a top ten run, uh, the ninety eight champion equipment. Uh, for Thor Sport, uh, Thor Sport uh, we've got Grant Enfinger going to join the show tonight. Uh, also a long time since we caught up with our pal from Alabama. And we'll uh, see what's happening with the number 98 these days in that Camping World dr- uh, Truck Series. Junior, that was a hell of a truck race. It was, for sure. Um, would you <laughs> Would you take the Martinsville Spring Race over the Richmond Race, though? Ooh, Ooh, I uh, I don't know. I, I don't enjoy know. I enjoy Richmond. I do. It's a really cool racetrack. Um, if I had the choice or the chance to go to any racetrack on the Cup schedule, um, Richmond would be in the top three of that. Just right. because of the facility, the way that it's laid out, you can walk all the way around the track. It's like it's a really neat facility. Um, I would much rather see the trucks at Martinsville twice a year, though. Oh really? Personally, I mean, you know, it's the I I I really one of my favorite races of the year. You know, since I started watching motorsports religiously, has been the spring uh, Martinsville Truck Race. I always loved it. Yeah, and me too. Uh, I, I got to admit, you know, I, I think that uh, I would much rather have seen um, the trucks on Martinsville last weekend rather than Richmond this weekend. But yeah. that being said. 
Um, it was a great race. I was entertained. I'm not saying anything negative about the schedule because no. I think the schedule is great. Um, I, I'm just saying that uh, you know it's just you know food for thought. I think that that I would have much rather have watched the trucks at Martinsville. Well, we're going to have two drivers on tonight that we're going to be able to ask them whether they would have preferred maybe a race at Martinsville. Those guys are not going to answer that way. (laughs) They're not going to. That's just, that's just, you never know. You know, it's an unpopular opinion to go against what NASCAR says. But you know, when you look at, at the, we're up in Canada, they can get away with it up here. I mean, yeah, sure. Well, I know they listen down there, (laughs) but you never know. Right. I mean, when you look at it, uh, you know, the, the, course of the race yesterday um it, it, it is a completely different race and and i i, I was you know thoroughly I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything that was on track yesterday uh with the trucks at richmond but uh i i just wanted to throw it out there yeah well you know? it's it hey you've got your opinion and that's cool exactly so does everybody else let's see what your opinion is uh, follow yeah. us along on twitter at race time radio, would you would you have rather have seen the trucks at, at at Martinsville or or at Richmond? If you had if you had the ability to pick it, would you would, to do a Brad? Yeah, pick a schedule. Yeah, yeah. Would what you? Would, what would you do? Yeah, would you would you like to see them at, at Martinsville or Richmond? I I, I think Martinsville. That's well, my vote. We, well, what is your vote? What is my vote? Yeah, my vote is we hit this break and then we get Rafael Lazardo on the other side. Never give us a straight answer. Hey, I'm in the middle right here at the top of the show. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Well, now uh, let's hit this break. Say let's Martin's do that. No, nope. we're going to hit this break, and we will be back. And when we come back, the number twenty-four for GMS, Raphael Lazard, is going to join us live. Stay with us. Hey, race fans! It's the eighty-two Fortino's Dodge, Dave Conley from Ottawa, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Check us out at a local school. Go to fuelforkids.ca. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Quick Quick Fire Starters. Proud sponsor of the number 20, Trent Lapsovich in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! 
access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. side-by-side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. Ah, there we go. We are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in. We are going to go off to the hotline now, and let's hope everything works the way it's supposed to. And let's bring in the number 24 for GMS. Let's ring in. How about Raphael Lazard coming off the track this weekend at Richmond International? And uh, he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Raphael? How are you doing? Good. What about you? Fantastic, my friend. It's been since what Daytona since we talked to you. We've had we've got a few things to talk about tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot for sure. You, you bet. Uh, how are things been going? Did you enjoy yourself? Let's go back to the dirt track. Did you have fun doing the dirt? Oh yeah, the dirt was awesome. It was so much fun doing my first dirt race. Uh, I always uh, dream about racing uh, my first race on dirt and. I've always enjoyed watching dirt on videos and just going to dirt track and watching those guys sliding around. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun and finishing third was finally a good result and uh, a good way to turn the, this our luck around for sure. And that's what you need, right? You need to have some of those good races to, uh, to to get everything locked in again and make you feel good, especially with a brand-new team this year. Uh, you with GMS, uh, how are you enjoying the number 24? Uh, I love it. Uh, I mean, I think we've been really fast everywhere. I've been happy with my truck. We've been getting better and better working with my crew chief, Chad Walter. Uh, he's been helping me and uh, trying to make uh, – the my Chevy Silverado drive better and better each week and faster and faster. So uh, I've been really happy with our speed. We just didn't have the the result to show it. Sometimes bad luck and stuff like that. But uh, I'm really happy with the way uh, the speed we've had so far for sure. So you rolled into Richmond this past weekend. Uh, what, what did you think of that three-quarter mile track? It looked awful fast. You had some good times, some good runs going, and then uh, you got involved with one. The 52 hit another guy, another guy hit you, and boom, uh, it, it slowed your truck down after that. Oh, yeah, for sure. We were really fast. Uh, I thought I didn't think we had the best truck there, but we were for sure a top five truck on a race, but uh, we were really good on long run uh, from beginning of stage three. I thought the longer we could have ran, the better it would have got. But 
uh, there was caution after caution. The restart were crazy, and there was one restart I got I got put three wide middle and kind of lost a bunch of spots. But uh, we pitted. Then uh, when we pitted, it took way longer than we expected. Came out 22nd, and uh, we got caught up in in uh, in somebody else wreck pretty much, and it kind of uh, put us way behind, and the truck was not handling really, really well after that, but it is what it is. It, it's part of racing, but uh, we were fast. We were in the top five all race until uh, uh, everything that happened at the end, but uh, it's, it's frustrating how it ended, but uh, I'm happy with the speed we've had for sure. Absolutely. Raphael, looking at, uh, y- you know, it's, it's interesting because we've had, you know, lots of guys on, on the program uh, over the past two years, um, you know, but, but we don't really talk about it a whole lot. Uh, but it seems like it comes into play every single race um, with the the choose cone or, or like the, the choose line, um, picking and choosing between the top and the bottom. Um, what is it like on the radio leading up to that point where you get to then choose where you're going to go? Um, it, it, how much emphasis does do you and your team put on on you know the line that you choose um, coming back to the restart? I mean, it's it's really hard to to judge and make the right decision every time. Uh, like for me, the closest I was to the front, the easiest it was to choose. Uh, to pick lane because uh, I kind of knew where the guys in front of me, what they were going to pick, and I knew in advance that what my options were, were. And <laughs> the further you were back, the the more it's kind of a guess. You you never know. I took uh, I was really good on the outside, and then there's a couple restart where the out the outside uh, didn't get going, and then you. You're like, all right, I'm going to try the inside next time. Then you try the inside, and the inside doesn't get going, that restart. <laughs> yep. So it's like, it's a guess every time. It's, it's hard, uh, but you just got to work with your spotter. Your spotter got to help you on that and tell, give you some advice and what he sees. Because as a driver, all you can see is what's in front of you. You can't really see it everything on the racetrack and uh, what other people do so the your spotter you you try to lean on what he says as much as you can absolutely he's trying to really you know count the trucks right and, and count the cars yeah. um I, I always get a kick out of that you know obviously on the short track side of the world uh, it's not a new thing, right? But it's it's not adopted across all platforms uh, by any stretch. Did you get a chance to, like, when you were coming up through the ranks, obviously you spent a lot of time with uh, David Gilliland racing, uh, you know, racing late models in the Cars Tour and things like that. Uh, you spent a lot of time racing at Chaudière. Uh Did you have any experience with a choose cone leading up to getting to getting into truck racing? Or or is this, like, your, your first time... Uh, kind of dealing with with the choose cone. Uh, well, last year when the NASCAR came up with this idea, that yeah, was my first time actually okay. uh, trying it. But I've always tried. I always knew about when you're the leader, choosing your line outside or inside. Exactly, and yep. that was the only option you had is when you were the leader. For sure. But now you got the option if you're anywhere on the on the racetrack. So it's it's. I think it's pretty. To me, it's new to the sport, so 
it was uh, it was new for me for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it definitely. It's I I just find it such an interesting uh, you know dynamic. Every time I watch the race, I, I it, it it's you know I, I am keyed in as soon as it's coming in. You know, watching where the guys are are gonna funnel and and really the top five. It doesn't really matter a whole lot, you know, to to the viewer. But if you're you know running eight tenths, you know, back, it it really changes the dynamic of the oh, race yeah. and. And, and with how crazy you guys are restarting, you know, every single time, um, it doesn't matter if you're at Atlanta or if, if you're at Richmond or, or Phoenix or anywhere else, it just seems like the, you know, the restarts are, are so intense and, and every single race, it just seems to inten- intensify. Um, you guys, you guys must be just grinning in, inside that helmet, just smiling away because it, it's gotta be a lot of fun. Uh, when they drop that green flag, you guys just go fan out four or five wide and uh you know hope hopefully it sticks <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean i mean sometimes uh, you smile inside that helmet because if you're the one that's going forward exactly you smile, but <laughs> yeah. if you're the one that's getting put three wide or four wide then you're like uh it, it's frustrating <laughs> but <laughs> you try to do it uh, and be the one that's moving forward <laughs> We're with Rafael Lazar, driver of the number 24 in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He's just coming off a big race at Richmond this past weekend. Uh, Rafael, is it your decision coming up to that line, or is it something that the crew chief spotter, like, is there a lot more input, or do they sort of lean on you to make that decision whether to go high or low on the restart? Uh, For me, it's always like I ask my spotter, uh, my crew chief is going to, with my spotter and then i i asked him uh, what are his thoughts on what where i should go what lane i should pick and then with what he's saying to me i kind of take uh, a decision based on what he said but uh, sometimes it's it's all it's always on me the final decision is always on me either if i feel better on the top uh, and it also like if you know there's the guy that, like, let's say uh, Kyle Busch was in front of me this weekend. I knew he was really fast. And if I had a chance of being behind him instead of being behind someone that I wasn't sure he was going to restart good, I was going to pick uh, behind him for sure. So it's like you got to look what's around you and who is around to to kind of make that decision. So there's a lot of things going on in, in your head when you get – to that that uh, choose cone and you're like all right I, i'm all right you go this one goes low all right there's three car loads two on top i'll go on top so it's like you gotta be super quick with everything <laughs> and you gotta decide like right now right when you're coming up to the line you're thinking high and then you go oh no these guys are going low i'm gonna go down there yeah and there's sometimes you're like i you pick the inside and you're like oh Right away, you know, I should have picked the outside, but <laughs> you, you got to kind of go wherever you you feel the most comfortable, but sometimes you you know it's probably you made the, a mistake or sometimes you're, you're like, all right, perfect, I'm in a good spot. Raphael, of course, like you've, you've been down there a long time now. You've, you've worked with a lot of different spotters and teams and crew chiefs and, and all of that stuff. You, you, you speak very good English. Um, and, and you're, you're fully fluent in English, but, 
there's there's a lot of information, and I, I've I've always wondered, you know, for for somebody that is like you know from Quebec, whose whose native language is is French, how how much like are there many language barriers for you between your crew and and yourself? Um, like are, are there are there times where they you know lump a bunch of words together that that you know are are difficult for you to 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 take in or or is that is that a non-issue anymore like it, the only reason why i ask is you know i've worked with andrew ranger i've spotted for lp dumelin uh, you know a handful of times i've worked with tagliani uh, very similar right and and yep. it, there are definitely times where the language barrier just kind of gaps in right it's a well, word that that hasn't come up before and <laughs> and you know but the, does that happen very often with you or or is that is that completely gone now i think uh I would say, like, understanding what people say is, like, I'm getting really good at it. Uh, even if, like, my father or my crew chief talks, re- if he talks really fast on the radio, uh, it's not an issue anymore, which is really good because I got way better uh, at understanding. Sometimes uh, to respond, like, really quick, I got to just think about it for a second. Uh, but, like, if I listen to someone talking, I'm... Uh, I understand everything pretty much. Uh, instead, if he, he comes up with something that I've never heard in my life, <laughs> then I'll be like, oh, I'm not sure what you, you <laughs> said. But uh, besides that, I feel like I'm getting, I got way, way better uh, the last few years. And especially uh, last year, uh, moving down here full time, I think that made a huge difference. And having to talk in English every day is uh got me way better at it so i'm i'm pretty happy to where i'm at right now and i think i i can always improve but uh i for sure can understand really good now hey man i can only speak english and you are dealing with a bunch of southerners and they have some crazy slang they like even me i'm I'm like dude are you even speaking english like what so i i could only imagine you know the the different things that you guys come across and but, when yeah. Raphael goes on a run and he gets really really pissed off oh French i bet you sure. he could he could fire them guys off about three <laughs> lines in french get his total get get that right off his chest and he won't offend absolutely anybody because they wouldn't understand a word that's right i mean uh that's uh, that's something pretty cool I can do. Uh, they won't understand nothing I'm saying. <laughs> and the nice part is NASCAR will never give you a, a fine either because they did, they never. didn't understand either. No, they'll have to phone they'll have to phone Andrew Ranger and translate it before they could find you. Yeah. Oh, That's too funny. funny. Now, you, you know what you're going to have to do with your spotter? You're going to have to clue him in cuz you guys could do a bunch of code stuff that nobody else in the pits would figure out. Yeah, that's right. I I've never really talked about that. I always try to uh, stick with one language, but uh, if I get to some sort of strategy race and uh, we got to come up with some uh, code, I think I'll I'll have some uh, good wor- words for for him to uh, for my spotter. That's for sure. That's <laughs> right. I bet. Raphael, looking at uh, at the season, you know the way that it's played out so far, and uh, you've already alluded to it. It's not went exactly how you want it to go, but you've had speed everywhere you've went. Um, leading into the rest of, of the season and, and the rest of the regular season, um, what uh, if you had a scorecard, what are you looking toward um, or, or what are you working on to, to get better um, as, as you get closer to the playoffs uh, later on in the year? 
I mean, we just want to finish the race because uh, I feel like we've had some good races and uh, we we're struggling to finish the race. Uh, yeah. So that's probably what we need to work on because I feel like we finished one race this season with no issue and we finished third. So exactly. Uh, we just need to focus on being there at the end of a race and being in good position, putting ourselves in good position. Uh, but yeah, just trying to get better and get faster and uh, try to develop some new ideas on setup and just working better and better with, it, with me and my team. And just, we want to win. Uh, we, we, we're, we really want to win. Uh, that's what we work for every single day. So uh, our goal is to be in the playoffs and, and to win as many races as we can. I feel like we've had uh, some good speed. Uh, we just need to be a little bit better and uh, be there at the end, that's for sure. That's, to, to win races, you need to finish. So uh, we want to be there at the end. We're with Raphael Lazard, driver of the number 24 in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series down south, coming off Richmond. Next race coming up for you, Raphael. You're heading into Kansas Speedway uh, coming up on May the, what is that, first? My, I got bad eyes. May 1st, looks like it. Uh, well, what, was your, uh, what was your record at Kansas last year? I haven't got it in front of me. How'd you do there? Uh, it was not well it was okay i mean i've always had speed there but uh there's one time we i finished i think 13 my first time there uh the second time i think 11 and then the other one we got in a wreck but uh it's, it's a really fun racetrack it's uh, something that you can a place where you can move around uh it's pretty long corners one and two is pretty different than three and four and there's a lot of speed, a lot of grip, but it kind of goes away after a few laps. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you, as a driver, it's always fun to go to racetrack like that. Cause you got some option. You can run the bottom, the top, and it's, you're sliding around a little bit. So I I'm excited. You know, uh, my, my memory bank, I'm going back here a little ways. I can remember it was one of the first times you were in a truck and you had a wicked, wicked run going. And I believe it was Ross Chastain screwed your day up big time. Was that at Kansas or was that at a different track? I can't remember what track, but that I can was, remember uh, the race. Bristol. Bristol. My, ah. uh, I think it was my third race in the truck series or fourth race uh, in 2019, I think. Yeah, I can remember that race. I can remember I, I was I was pounding the couch. I thought, damn, Ross, I can't, I can't believe Ross did that. But uh, <laughs> my view of Ross changed that day a wee bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was not in the championship, so I guess uh, they, they kind of move you around a little bit more when uh, you're racing part-time. And it, uh, sure enough, drivers never forget, yeah. you know. Yeah. So did you hear how fast he came out with it? It was at Bristol. It was, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was this date. It was at this time. It yeah. was on this lap. You know, it was, it, 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 all you drivers are the same. You guys you guys can't remember anything else other than who hit you when it was. That's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we got a good memory for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raphael, looking at, uh, you know, I think it's been the story of the, the, the Camper World Truck Series this year. 
um, and, and for the fans, for the drivers, for the teams. But I know that you participated in this. Um, uh, it, Marcus Lemonis has done some really cool things, um, and he's extended a helping hand, you know, to uh, basically any team that needed it. Um, you know, and and you know, offered up some opportunities for some teams to uh, run his his logos and his companies, uh, whether it be Camping World, whether it be Good Sam. I know that that the twenty four truck had Camping World on it. Um, tell us a little bit what that means to you guys, you know, and, and your operation and, and, you know, to have a, a, a guy like that, obviously sponsoring the series and, and obviously, you know, investing into creating the, the, the entire series itself, but then to also, you know, look, look down at the competitors and, and realize that, that there's some need there, um, on, on the financial side, uh, tell us what it means to you to, you know, participate in that. And, and can we expect you to work with, with Camping World anymore throughout the year? Yeah. I mean, uh, if the opportunity comes for sure, cause <laughs> we're always trying to, uh, uh, find more partners, more sponsor. It's, uh, very expensive and the COVID and all that heard a lot of uh, people that were actually helping me so it kind of uh, put us behind on uh, all that but right now we're i got a team that is working really hard to try to find me a sponsorship to finish the season but uh i think when in this sport we need more people like marcus uh he's been doing a lot this year for the sport and it's awesome to see that uh, i was uh part of it at vegas with Camping World on the truck, and it just, it's just—it's—it's very nice what he does. Because for teams that are that don't have any sponsor, uh, like me, uh, there's some racers that I don't don't have sponsor right now. Uh, especially the small team that usually don't have sponsor, that they can he can help help us to give us uh, uh, an amount of money. Uh, depending on our performance, so that's uh, really cool. Absolutely, and you know, I I did see a tweet from Marcus Lemonis with a Canadian flag and said could be interesting. Of course, there are no camping worlds on this side of the border, but I mean, there could be some interesting opportunity there. Uh, I I think a camping world would look good in Quebec. Um, you know, I, I think you could do some pretty cool B two B stuff there, Raphael. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. I mean, if he wants to come in Quebec, I think there would be a lot of uh, fan uh, uh, that would be shopping at his store for sure. Absolutely, well, especially I, I, if he would be on my truck. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. If uh, if if he wrapped himself on the number twenty four and grabbed uh, Raphael Lazard, tucked him under his wing. I'll tell you what, to go a long way. Those Quebec fans, well, the Canadian fans, let's put it that way, really get behind you and guys like Stuart Friesen. Uh, just amazing job you guys are doing down south uh, in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And I know we are going to check in with you again real soon. Uh, you get off to Kansas, go out there, have a great finish, and I know we're going to get you back on Race Time Radio to uh, fill everybody in from time to time throughout the course of the year, bud. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You betcha. Number 24, Raphael Lazard. Always a great competitor, Junior, and always a great guest on Race Time Radio. He's done a great job. You know, when you look at, uh, obviously, he hasn't had the season that uh, that he's wanted to so far. Um, but uh, when you when you do look at it, 
you know, on the speed charts, uh, you know, through the first two stages of every one of those races, um, he's been right up top. And, uh, you know, he's he's got the speed. Um, he's not the one out there creating the issues. You know, he said we got to get better at finishing these races, but but it, it's not necessarily him driving into stuff to to make it so that he's not finishing. Um, it's uh, the you know, and and the teams take note of that as well. You know, the drivers and and teams go through slumps. You know, you look at uh, a guy like Matt De Benedetto right now. He's right. having an atrocious season. Um, hasn't caused one issue himself where he drove into something and and created an issue. Um, it's been you know stuff people arcing off of him. You know, on a yeah. restart or or uh, getting run into on pit road or or you know debris coming through the rad. Um, there's been a bunch of really negative stuff that's happened to Matt DiMenedetto this year, but everybody knows that it's not his fault specifically that is making it happen. Um, and the same thing, the identical same thing can be said about Raphael Lassard. Um, you know, he had a transmission break. Uh, you know, he's, he got tied up at Richmond uh, in, in somebody else's mess completely. He was a few rows back. Um, there was absolutely nowhere for him to go. No. Um, but still rallied back and, and, you know, dug in, bit the steering wheel and and uh and got up on it and still got a relatively decent finish out 23rd, of it. 23rd. Exactly. 23rd, not bad. So when you when you look at uh you know being able to overcome adversity um you know it, it takes the the trials and tribulations if you will to to get to the point where a driver can can you know better themselves and I think that the speed that they have um, has been incredible obviously with the entire GMS organization um, it, it, it's only a matter of time and, and you know right on the other side of Kansas is Talladega and uh, and it, that's where Raphael got his big his big win right is is Talladega so um, it's right on the other side and and he's right on the cusp of uh, of getting into a really good portion of the season for uh, for his talents and then as well for the team's talents Let's give you a quick rundown, and then we're going to hit this break, and then uh, we'll, we'll grab Luke Ramsey from APC. But here's the truck top 10 finish. Uh, congratulations, second win for John Hunter Nemechek. Great job in the number four truck. He had the boss behind him, Kyle Busch, in the 51. That's twice uh, Kyle Busch has finished behind John Hunter Nemechek. That's twice. Yep. Yeah, well, that's pretty unreal. Uh, good job uh, for both those trucks. Uh, Tyler Ankrum finished third. Chandler Smith almost, almost pulled out a win uh, in the 18 truck. Johnny Sauter finished fifth. Uh, Todd Gilliland in the sixth spot. Ben Rhodes back in seventh. Uh, Grand Enfinger came home with an eighth place finish in that uh, in that champion equipment, number 98. We got Grant coming up on the show. Sam Mayer finished ninth. And uh, Austin Hill ended up finishing 10th. Did you see the little war between Austin Hill and uh, Sheldon Creed? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, man, that was heating up. You, you, the war that stands out to me, though, is Jen Joe Cobb and Norm Bennett. Oh. That was that was the war that uh, I didn't know that I needed to see, but nope. I definitely needed to see it. It's yeah. uh, um, Jennifer Joe lost her steering, as, my, as the way Michael said it. In, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, quick break. We got Luke Ramsey, APC, going to talk all about APC on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Jay Dewar, 2010 Sportsman Series Cup champion. Can we redo that? Yeah, yeah. Hello, race fans, this is Jay Dewar, 2010 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, and you're listening to Race Time. Daddy comes home, he never gets no rest. 
coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Joe Vinegar bringing us back from the break. I think I like it, too. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Off to the hotline we go now, and let's talk. How about APC, United Late Model Series, all getting set to fire off here in the province of Ontario. we got to get the vaccinations done. we got to get this lockdown crap over with, and we got to get cars back on the racetrack. And I know our next guest has got everything to do with that. Let's welcome in the president of of the APC series. Uh, let's welcome in Luke Ramsey, shall we? Hello there, Luke. How are you? I'm great, Joe. How are you guys doing? Fantastic, my friend. Well, you've got another star-studded lineup with the APC series once again for 2021. Uh, things looking real good for the tour. Yeah, I think uh, we're optimistic that once we get to go racing, we'll have, a, have another great season. And, uh, you know, the, the guys are sure uh, getting ready for, for a, a very competitive year. 
Luke, uh, it's got to be tough. I know last year in the heart of the pandemic, you still were able to pull off some races and get fans what they wanted to see. Uh, You did it through G-Force. You had cars on track. You had teams going. Uh, First of all, hats off to you and everyone in the series for doing what you guys did last year uh, to to give us something to be uh, uh, happy for and something to shoot for. We kind of thought it was going to be a whole lot easier at the end of 2020. Looking at 2021, we thought, hey, we're going to be all set. Just walk right into the next season. We'll forget this one. And, uh, well, we can't really forget it. 78 Joe Lawrence will never forget that he was the champion. But, I mean, we forget about what actually took place last year. Uh, but not so. We're going to have a little bit of remnants of what we dealt with last year to kick off this year. What's the contingency plan, or have you got one to this point looking at the beginning of the season? Yeah, we've got lots of – we talk a lot about, you know, what, what are we going to do. I think until we know what we're going to be allowed to do, it's impossible. We could make a plan every day because things seem to be changing so quickly. Um, I think that we've got the team and, and, our, and our race teams are, are so committed to the series that when, we, uh, when we're allowed to go racing and uh, – you know, they they give us the, the green flag, so to speak. We'll we'll be ready to go, and we'll come up with something. Our commitment is uh, we we want to we want to try to do ten races. I uh, we want to get back to paying full payouts. Our our race teams they they suffered through a lot last year to uh, race for half a purse, and I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's really fair for us to ask that of them again. So we uh, we need to find a way to pull this off, and we're we're working hard to do that. But until we know what the ground rules are going to be, I, I can't really tell you a plan for sure right right and rightfully so luke things changing by the day uh when we first started this lockdown in ontario it was only going to go till the end of april now they're talking uh, just about halfway through may so uh things are changing maybe on the other side of the lockdown though luke maybe they'll say okay now we can go like 50 percent or 75 percent of full blast you never know yeah i, I sure hope so i'm I'm optimistic that, uh, you know, I think things may even change throughout the year, that what we can do in June, by hopefully by September, we can do a lot more. So I think it's going to be a, a difficult year to manage in that in that regard because I think the rules will continue to change. But who knows? I didn't see this latest lockdown coming either. I mean, a, a month ago I thought we were on the right track. So I don't know what the answer is. We'll just have to be, uh, you know, we'll have to make quick decisions and, uh, and, and, and do what's do what we can. I think the answer is get needles into arms, and I think that's a little bit above all of our pay grades. That's uh, sitting in Justin's court. Uh, time for him to uh, fire up and get these things in here. Uh, I know I heard in the U.S. anybody over 19 can now get a COVID vaccine shot. So that's got to be good news because I kind of figure when those guys get done, Canada won't be too far behind because everybody's going to want the border open. Yeah, I sure hope so, Joe. I know I want the border open. <laughs> I uh, I was on a conference this week with lots of U.S. suppliers, and and they are definitely, uh, anyways, they're they're definitely getting back to normal down there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and everybody's got to be pulling their hair out on this side of the border. But uh, Luke, uh, when you look at the series and what it all consists of. Uh, like we got some of the, well, the best race teams indefinitely Ontario, if not further away than that, uh, that are going to be participating in 2021 again. Uh, was there much change over 2020 to the rules than uh, what we're going to see in 2021? 
I think they're, I mean, the only change, you know, Joe, you know me, I'm not that tied to the rules. I leave that to the guys who know what they're doing. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a car guy, but um, uh, I know that they, they moved, uh, they moved some weights around a little bit um, to uh, the Red Seals. You know, they're trying to equalize the program, which there's always a hundred opinions on that deal, but I think we, we did a lot of, we did a lot of dyno testing. Um, DJ Kennington helped us out with the use of his dyno and, we got to give him credit for that for jumping in and letting us do that. That uh, we, I think they down five engines. They got lots of good uh, good data to try to keep things as equal as we can. Yeah, and you guys do a dynamite job of that. I know um, uh, your tech staff uh, they they go over these cars with a fine tooth comb. Uh, uh, dynamite job by all of them. Uh, Luke, things are going to expand out this year. Not only are we going to have a great uh, pro late model series to uh, watch either watch on GeForce or go to the track hopefully and see them live. Uh, but you've also pulled in those super stocks under the United Late Model banner. Uh, that's a new addition for the tour this year as a uh, as a secondary um, a division, if you will. Really, Joe. I mean, that's still the, the tracks are, are really in complete control. Of that I mean, our role at United Racing Series. Is to uh, we we put together a, a, a points fund. Um, we really believe that the ladder works both ways. We want guys to come up and run late models. But I believe there's guys running late models that you know still want to go racing, but you know maybe don't want to have that sort of commitment or budget to the late model. So we thought this makes sense for racing in general. Um, the guys are still going to have to run their home tracks and then uh, jump in for five big events and get get a taste of taste of the, the traveling. So. Um, but really the rules, I mean, the, the tracks did a great job putting a rule book together um, or getting things close so that everyone can run everywhere. And, you know, Joe, you've been around a long, long time with the sport. Everyone's always said, we need unified rule books. We need, you know, we need, this is what we need for, like, what Dirt's had for years. So I think we're getting close to that. I'm up. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, I'm very happy with where we are with that program. Yeah, it's super. Uh, when, when you can get a solid rule book like you guys have got together right now, all the tracks uh it's only going to pay dividends down the road. I know I got pretty excited last week when I seen Jason Parker going to get back into a car. Now, it's a super stock. He's not getting back into APC just yet. But, man, was that good news to hear he was going to get back into a race car. See a name like Dave McMahon going to jump in. Uh, there's a name from the past that's going to be back in. Uh, some pretty exciting names and stuff getting thrown into the mix. You know what's going to happen they're going to get into the super stock end of it, and it's not going to be long. They're going to be right back in that pro stock, uh, or right back into that pro tour. Yeah, I think we're excited. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty neat that uh, here's some of the names of the guys that are building the super stocks. But uh, it'll be fun. I think the fans are the ones that you know really win in this deal. As soon as we get them back to the track, people want to see the guys like Jason Parker out there racing. So I, I think it's great for the tracks. So I think it's great for the series and great for the fans. Looking at last year, the super stock races that you had, um, they were they were equally as exciting to watch as as some of the late model oh, races yeah. that I've watched in the in the past. Um, it just a, a phenomenal group of guys, and and uh, there's a there's a tremendous amount of professionalism uh, at that level um, across the board, and uh, it, it's really cool to see. Luke, uh, looking you know, kind of take off the hat of of this year and and look into the future. Um, you know, I, I, I listened to, um, Alex Nagy's, um, podcast that he's got going on, 
they they were talking, you know, with J.R. Fitzpatrick. It was an episode uh, uh, a few weeks back, and uh, you know they they beat around talking, you know, about a a you know the opportunity of a national um, racing series that uh, a national late model racing series. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a really inspiring conversation to hear JR's feedback, to, to hear the ideals and the ideas that Alex Nagy had, uh, with that. Um, you know, we've talked about it numerous times on, on our program, uh, yeah. talking about the, you know, the, the, the opportunity there with, with all the different cars, you know, across the board, uh, with, you know, the, the BC guys, you know, with Penticton Speedway kind of knocking it down and rebuilding, uh, all the way out to the East coast of Canada. Um, there's, there's a tremendous amount of similarities between a regular straight rail late model. Um, obviously there's differences in the rule books nationally. Uh, there's a bunch of different hurdles, but do you see a day and, and do you see the opportunity for the APC series or the United racing series, uh, to be a part of something like that in the next five to 10 years down the line? Yes. Okay. I mean, we, we believe there is an opportunity. I think there is a lot of, a lot of things that have to come together. Absolutely. But six years ago, I didn't think the APC series in, in Ontario would be what it is today either. So I think anything's possible if you get the right people working together. Yep. Yeah, that would be so cool to see. Um, you, you know, like it would have to be, uh, you know, like three murky events, say one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, and one in the center of Canada uh, it, for that to work. And uh, if they could ever – now, talk about United Rules – yeah. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to see the Parks for Trucks tour, uh, the guys out in B.C. and the guys right here, all under APC rules and call them, I don't know, Canadian late model rules uh, that everybody uh, connects to. That would be kind of cool. It's a big, big dream, but wouldn't that be cool? Anything's doable. Well, really, and, and the grand scheme of things, you know, the, the success of what the Cascar Racing Series was, and, and, you know, obviously there's the NASCAR Pinty Series now, right? Um, but this, the major success of what was the, the Cascar Series and, and the Cascar Super Series was the fact that there was a West Coast version and there was an East Coast version and there was a sportsman version, which then, you know, when, when the Super Series rolled into town, there was feeder right, right. There, there might only be five ten or, or 15 guys do the entire national tour um but there's 50 or 60 cars in the pits when they show up to every single event because there's a local base of you know call it 100 cars and like that is that is the exciting portion of of looking at it um and and that is kind of the thing that i've looked at the nascar pinty series and said why did that go away back in the day because the the cascar model was so cool um, and, uh, you know, the, the car counts kind of reflected. I think the late models are in the exact same space right now, just without everybody working together, you know, like everybody's, it's, it's not, it's not all bundled together in a tight little bow right now. Um, but I think that the opportunity to, to get in, into that, you know, that, that mentality is, is there. So, um, it's really interesting to hear you say that Luke, and thanks for the, you know, pointing us in the right direction. Yeah, listen, I think, uh. Again, we're—that's—I uh, believe that's the next step. So, cool. We well, try to get everyone talking. Yeah, exactly. You—you got to be getting excited, Luke. <laughs> I know we all are for the beginning of the season. Uh, Sunset Speedway is going to be your first event, at least that's the way it looks right now. Uh, is it uh, safe to say that come uh, that May long weekend, you guys are going to go green, or are you going to be kind of reserved until you find out what happens with the lockdown? I guess. Yeah, I think. Uh, 
Joe, I'd love to say, hey, we're going racing, we'll be there, but, you know, we're, we're, we're at the mercy of, of, you know, what we're allowed to do, and, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but my thoughts are, if, if we don't get, if we don't get to go racing, we're not going to cancel that event, and I haven't talked to, I haven't even been able to talk to Brian Tadas yet about it, and, and Sandra, but if we don't go racing, then I hope it's just a postponement, it's not, if we don't want to cancel any events, we'll push them back, I think later in the year, we'll be able to do, uh, get more people in the stands and which is you know as you guys know better than anyone and that's a that's a better economic uh, plan for the racetracks too so that's that's our strategy today absolutely luke you know what we're gonna do reserve a space for you soon as you know what is going to happen can you please get back on race time radio here and uh let everybody know we'd surely appreciate it absolutely i appreciate uh, everything you guys are doing for the sport you betcha that is luke ramsey luke have a great night and uh, get back to work you're gonna have a busy week i know it buddy okay thanks guys take care you bet luke ramsey uh, the apc series always great to catch up with the boss and uh, what a job those guys are doing. What a series we got going on in the province of Ontario. Uh, just amazing. Can't wait to see what will take place and who's all going to be in it, Junior. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for the past couple of years, um, it's been the McCall show. You know, it's oh, been yeah. McCall. Guys. McCall has has had you know the uh, you know the number <laughs> of everybody that's involved in the series. They've been and, working hard. Uh, they've been working their tails off and and have built something that is is phenomenal. Um, one cohesive team um, in that uh, in the APC Pro Late Model side. Um, I think it's going to look a little bit different. There's a lot of guns pointed at McCall right now. Um, you know, when you look at uh, at the different series, uh, you you look at the different guys and what they've built. Um, obviously, they're still going to be a super team with McCall. Yep. yep. Um, but uh, you know, you look at uh, like Ryan Kimball. They picked up a new car that is a Sammy Smith car. Uh, they just posted about it uh, with the Grossman team, uh, with the SMG Motorsports team. Um, that's going to be a really good piece coming into the series. You know, you're we've heard it. I don't think it's it's you know not news that anybody else has, hasn't heard. Um, but WMI and and David White Motorsports uh, have have built a handful of cars for a handful of you know A1 competitors in in pro late model racing. Um, and as well, hearing rumblings from a couple of different manufacturers that they're going to be involved as well. So, um, really interesting stuff, and and uh, you know that just makes for even more diversity and and even more com- competition when that green flag does drop. No, it's going to be amazing. Uh, the anticipation could not get any higher. But uh, what we're going to do here is throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and highlights. I uh, got to throw it back to them for the top of the hour news break, and then. Hour two begins on Race Time Radio. Up next, you're going to hear from Todd Lewis. We'll talk Rev Culture, Rev TV Canada, and uh, we'll find out what Todd's been up to. I know he'll have lots to say. It's been a while since we caught up with Todd. And then we will catch up with Grant Enfinger, driver of the number 98 champion power equipment Ford. Uh, pardon me, Toyota, back to Toyota this year with Sport, And we will check in with Grant uh, before the end of our number two. But let's throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights. And we will be back with you in a second. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by... 
the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. (laughs) We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight on Race Time Radio. We are so, so glad you could tune in tonight. Up next, we are catching up with a guy that has, uh, well, he is just, you know that song, I've Been Everywhere, Man? Yep. Yep. And traveled across. Yeah, that is Todd Lewis. That is the guy. He's been everywhere. And we haven't even got the season started yet. Uh, But I'll tell you what, Todd Lewis has got his eyes firmly planted on absolutely everything that has been going on. And he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Todd, my friend? Good evening, Joe and Joe. It's good to talk to you. I haven't quite been everywhere this year yet but i'm really hoping that we can do a lot of traveling and go to a lot of places see a lot of good racing at a lot of different racetracks this year from coast to coast to coast and i think that's uh being as optimistic as possible there there will be some uh there will be will be some events i know that there's some some difficulty going on in areas right now and ontario is locked down for uh more weeks but let's Let's all try to stay positive and do what we're supposed to do to help push things along in the right direction. Todd, uh, to kick this interview off here, I uh, I sent out a tweet, you know, lining up who all we've got on the show tonight. And, you know, I, I gave a nice little introduction to Raphael Assard, a nice little introduction to Grant Enfinger, uh, same with Luke Ramsey. And I called you TV guy. It's because I ran out of space. <laughs> I ran out of characters. Twitter, of course, limits it. So you're TV guy. So I, you TV know, guy I, is good. I'm I mean, good with that. TV it's, guy, you're not, you're not strictly saying that's all I can ever do. So, but, you know, <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a good starting point. I'm okay with that. Junior, you did a better job than me because when I tagged him in the tweet for the release that went out, I tagged the wrong Todd Lewis. I had the golf guy in there. I didn't even have the TV guy in. I had to redo it. Hey, TV guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amazing, yep. Todd. Uh, looking at, uh, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of you know. I've always been a huge fan of you and and you know your uh, reporting in in all of the different facets of motorsports um, that you've done. But uh, I, I'm a huge fan of your new show. Um, every single time it's on, I'm I'm glued into it. I uh, I get a kick out of it. You you've got a really unique way of of you know extracting the story from the from the person that you're talking to. Um, you, you do it in a in a you know, a, a very professional manner, but it's not a stuffy manner. You know, it's not a it's not the typical interview. You you really you know pull the the information out of the guest and and get them talking. And uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of what you guys have got going on. How has the reception been thus far with uh, with your program on Rev TV? Uh, and uh, how has it been going? 
Rev Culture is, first of all, thank you very much for the, the compliment. That's, that's really that's really great to hear, and I appreciate you saying so. And I, I, I find that very gratifying, too, because I don't, I don't want the, the guest segments to be interviews where I ask a question and they give an answer, and I ask a question and they give an answer. I really want it to be more of a conversation, and I want it to be a discussion that I'll, I may ask about a topic, and it might lead me to a whole other topic that I haven't thought of, in in doing research and reading and preparing for for the guest segment and i i don't even like to call them interviews it's just it's a, it's really more of a conversation and i want to talk about the guest and i want to talk about their their life and what their interests are in in racing and around racing and sometimes outside of racing too so the the response to to get to your question has been uh has been good it's been very positive we've we've shot some more episodes we have some with some really good guests coming up um for instance, we 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 did a, a really cool really cool segment with with Alex Tagliani. He was terrific. Um, Simon Larkin from the World Rally Championship. He's the coordinator of all the events of the World Rally Championship. He's going to come up. Uh, Alex Nagy is going to be on with us on an upcoming episode. Chris By, who's uh, from Cell Motorsports, who's creating the new sports car series, is going to be with us. Uh, Alex LeBay did a, a segment with us. Amber Balkan, who's racing again full time in the in the U.S., has done a segment with us. So we're we're really looking forward to these uh, these episodes coming up uh, on Monday nights, nine o'clock. Rev TV. That's that's when the show is air every week. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have a debut day for for all of those different guests, but the show is on every Monday night at nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah, if you just watch Monday night, uh, you never you're never going to miss the guests. So that's the best way to do it. Just tune in Monday night. And uh, you don't want to miss Rev Culture. Uh, Todd, you do a dynamite job with it. And I know it's even going to be better as soon as this COVID thing's out of the way. And you can get to the tracks uh, because I know that's where you really ultimately want to interview or discuss things with with different guests. You're you're absolutely right, Joe. We're hoping to do some things this this weekend. I'm actually I'm in Florida right now, and I'll be at the St. Petersburg IndyCar race this coming weekend. So we're hoping to shoot some things this coming weekend before the racing really gets started on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that I'm, I'm, I'm working there this weekend. But So maybe we'll have some more segments that we can, we can add into upcoming episodes as well. But you're right, if we can, if we can get past the, the worst of it and start, start shooting segments and more segments on location, so that's definitely something we're looking forward to this year. It's going to be, uh, it's, it, it's been a lot of fun and it's been a lot of work putting the, the show together, but it's really, it's really a, a passion project too, because you get to have really long discussions with, with interesting people about their lives and their, their racing careers and, and how it's taken them in different directions that they didn't really expect on so many different occasions. I'll, I'll give you a little scoop too, if you will, mm-hmm. that we've, we've done, um, uh, a, a number of rev profiles. For Indy Lights drivers, because Rev TD is running the Indy Lights series races live as they're uh, as they're shown this uh, they're running this season. So whenever the uh, the races are live at the track, you'll see them on on Rev TV in Canada as well. So we shot about a half a dozen Rev profiles with the Indy Lights drivers that will air prior to and after the live Indy Lights races that you'll see each. Uh, each time that they're uh, that they're running on the on the schedule throughout the 2021 season, and we're also we also shot the first episode of a a full Rev Profile show 
we thought it was going to be a 30 minute show it might actually be longer because we got so <laughs> we got so much good interview stuff because we did uh we i lined up scott goodyear who has had an amazing career in racing and motorsports and done so many different things that he's going to be the first feature of rev profile as uh as we put them together and uh, i we we talked for two hours to give you an idea of how long this uh, this show could be but it was he told some great stories and has had such an interesting varied career so that's something else that'll be coming up in the next little while too oh dynamite stuff todd are you taking requests at all like when you're uh, at st pete's this coming weekend is there a way you could have a little discussion with our own paul tracy he does a bang-up job on the broadcast uh or how about uh hinchtown we got to talk to uh, uh to to our number one man Oh, it's 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 all in the works, Joe. Those uh, those requests will be will be met at some point. I'll I'll give you that. How's that? Well, cool. that it, I don't know if it can happen this weekend, but those requests will be met at some point. I'll I'll guarantee that. You know, uh, I, I sat. I was lucky enough uh, to cover the Honda Indy Toronto uh, back quite a few years ago. Uh, got an opportunity to sit with Paul Tracy in his hauler. I'll tell you what, Paul Tracy. Uh, was such a gentleman. Man, I really enjoyed sitting in the hauler with him, interviewing him. And then after we shut the recorder off, uh, we sat there and talked, I guess, for about another 10 or 15 minutes. And, uh, like, it was just amazing. He is one of those guys that is so, so interesting to talk to. And I know James Hinchcliffe is, too. Uh, We've had him on the show before. Love talking with him. Uh, and, And good to see him back in the series. Today, race one. What was your opinion of today's race? I can well imagine you would have caught it. I did catch it, as a matter of fact, and it was uh, it was quite the dramatic start as uh, Joseph Newgarden got a little loose, made a mistake, got himself turned around, collected three or four other cars. It was very dramatic, um, but then things settled down after that. We had a couple of different strategies going on through the race. Some were two stops, some were three stop, which is uh, which I think makes it a lot more interesting for. For me to watch, I like to see the different strategies at work. I like to see teams trying things and doing something to maybe help improve themselves. Um, Hinch looked to be okay at first. He actually got around the big accident and gained nine spots. He was up near the top ten, but I think had a little trouble in the middle of the race and finished 17th. But, hey, he gained seven spots from where he started. And after a crash in qualifying, he'll, he'll take it. And I know he'll be looking forward to uh, an improved performance next week in St. Petersburg. Um, Alex Pelot, what a tremendous drive for the youngster to get his, his first victory in his second season in the NTT IndyCar Series, his first race for Chip Ganassi. Terrific. And um, there's uh, Pato Award had himself a good race. There's, there's a lot of talented drivers. Roman Grosjean was, uh, was pretty impressive in his first run in IndyCar after, a, after an F1 career as well. So there's lot, lots of good stories and there's in, in IndyCar racing and all the other series that we're going to be watching this year as well. Now, I just want to say, uh, I know it's been, you know, with COVID and everything, it's taken, and I'm talking to my dad here across the table, uh, it's been a while since you've been to like a wedding or been like to like an event where you make a request for something. Um, making a request, you know, for, for him to talk to like Paul Tracy and James Hinchtown is kind of like when you're at a wedding and you request like, uh, you know, the chicken dance song or the YMCA, <laughs> you know, like, like those are, those are, you gotta, you gotta make a request that, that, you know, not maybe the DJ hasn't thought about. 
no, you know, you got to make a request like, you know, somebody that's that's a little bit more obscure or a little bit, you know, a little bit under the radar, if you will. If you want your request to, to actually Listen, st- come to come to fruition. I'm talking a request for this coming <laughs> weekend. This coming like I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just throwing you under the bus for your own good. Yeah, that's what I'm go. doing. I know. I it's know. just for your own good. Yeah, for my own good. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. I but, know you uh, Yeah. It's uh Sorry. It's it's funny. I'll, I'll make a couple of requests offline, uh, just so I don't put you on the spot, Todd. You know sure, how it works. No problem. Hey, looking at—that's uh, <laughs> right. Looking at uh, at you know the the state of IndyCar racing right now. Um, they're, they've got to be on an upswing. There was a lot of talk today about the fact that you know, of course, they're you know Jimmy Johnson's debut with the IndyCar series, and there was a lot of talk about the fact that the two time slots you know, lined up. And being as though you're the TV guy here, why do you think that is? And do you think that the IndyCar is is on a, a tremendous upswing right now? Do you think that they are? Why do you think, though, that they are that they were paired up at the exact same time on, on TV? With, uh, against the NASCAR race? Against, against the NASCAR race, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because they shifted the date of the uh, of the of the race at uh, Barber back a week, just uh, a okay. couple of months ago. That's not the original scheduled date, and gotcha. that's why it ended up against the the NASCAR race. They do their best to avoid that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 the smart thing to do. Is, is you don't want to you don't want to go up against it, and it it makes sense. It's why they they alter their schedule as well to try to avoid football in the yep. in the fall and avoid other other uh, high profile events. So it's. It, it makes sense, but they made the shift. St. Petersburg was originally supposed to open the season last month in March, and the date for Barber got shifted one week when St. Petersburg had to get moved back a week to accommodate fans gotcha. because uh, they were getting through a, 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 a wave of COVID in, uh, earlier on in 2021 in, in Florida. So that's what shifted the, uh, the TV time. Yes, I do think IndyCar has, uh, has some positive momentum going forward, and so much of that is because of Roger Penske taking over the series year ago as well as the indianapolis motor speedway because there is nobody that does anything with a greater sense of pride and professionalism than mr penske and how he runs his organization and all his businesses and i think that is uh that offer that means good things for indycar and i think it means good things for racing because roger's been involved in so many other series as well with with nascar he, he was involved in uh in uh, IMSA up until uh, this year, and it's it's just the way he does everything. There is a there is a plan put in place. It is acted upon in a professional manner to help grow and expand the business to be successful. And that's just the way he does everything. So yes, I see uh, I see good things for it, and I think there's going to be good things for all kinds of racing too. Once we do move to the 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 time when things are a little more open and a little more free to accommodate in in greater numbers and in greater parts of the world that I think people are just feeling so cooped up and have been for so long, especially in, 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 in northern, the northern United States and in Canada, because winter is so damn long and you're just, you're forced to be inside so much that you're going to, you're going to want to get out and there's going to be an, a great drive and interest to go to events that people have been missing out on for so long. So the, there's a, there's an opportunity to capture new fans and to recapture your old fans and re-engage with them. I think there's there's definitely some positives to be to be had from all this once we come through it. We're with Todd Lewis tonight. Rev Culture on Rev TV Canada. You don't want to miss it on Monday nights uh, at 9 p.m. I do believe you just said 9 p.m., right? 
Correct, absolutely. Look at me go. Uh, uh, PVR. You know, uh, today, of course, I'm watching Jimmy Johnson strap in. And I, in my mind, went right back to the uh, uh, to the piece we did on Rev Culture. Uh, the, uh, there was Norris, Norris McDonald and I were uh, on the show, and we talked about Jimmy Johnson going to jump into an IndyCar. And I know Norris said, oh, he's washed up. He's had it. He shouldn't be doing it. Uh, it's a big mistake. He's had his day. And I was on the opposite side of the fence saying, now nah, he's seven-time champion in NASCAR. I think he's going to open some eyes. I think he's going to do a better job than watching an IndyCar driver come into NASCAR and watching a NASCAR guy go into IndyCar. I think Jimmy Johnson's going to get a win uh, today, maybe not real indicative of uh, maybe what I was thinking, uh, more along the lines of what Norris was thinking. He got a 19th place finish, but he did move up a couple of spots. He did avoid uh, the big one, if you will, on lap number one, and he got a real eye-opener today what do you think jimmy johnson's going to do from here out uh throughout the course of the year do you think norris is right or do you think maybe i'm heading down the right road i'll be the diplomatic guy and go to somewhere in between both of you <laughs> I, I think he he is going to struggle for a while i think he's going to to have some difficulties and, and he's the first to admit that this is a whole new challenge for him this is this is something that he has little to no experience on, and there is going to be a steep learning curve. He did manage to get around Joseph Newgarden when he spun. He kind of bumped into the side of Hinchcliffe as he was trying to get out of the way, as a matter of fact. And But later on, only a few laps later, he wound up spinning himself. It's just these are the types of things he's going to have to, to learn and adjust. The, the feel of the car and the approach of the car is very different. It's no different than someone going from open wheels to stock cars. Dario Franchitti did that a number of years ago. Juan Pablo Montoya did that. Uh, talented race car drivers, but if you're moving to a different kind of discipline, it's going to take you time to learn and to adapt. Jimmy Johnson has talent. He's a very talented and skilled driver. Is he at the peak of his career? No, he's on the, the downside because of, of his age that has and has seen him have a very successful NASCAR racing career. Can he have some success in an Indy car? I think he can show flashes. I don't think he's going to win. I think the field is too deep and too talented for him to win unless something really fluky happens. Can he have good showings? Can he have good performances? Yes, perhaps later on in the season. I think it'll be a little bit difficult because of the schedule he has laid out in that he's only doing road courses. He's not doing ovals. And there will be a few stops and starts along the way as he's out of the car for a little bit of time uh, in, after the month of May, for instance. He's going to miss the entire month of May when they're at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but then he'll get back in the car. So I think that's going to be a bit of a difficulty as well. I'd really like to see him race on the ovals because I think that would, uh, I think that would be something that he would uh, acclimate to a little bit quicker but it's uh, the choice for him to only run the, the road course and street course event. I think next week in St. Petersburg, when there's concrete surrounding him, is going to be a bit of an eye-opener for him as well. There's no runoff area like there is at Barber. Absolutely. Right. How, much, how many times do you think he mashed that uh, push-to-pass button? He would have loved having that in a race car. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he had his hands full with just about everything, adjusting to uh, to these cars, and and especially the the speed and the feel of the car is so much different than being in a stock car, full bodied, surrounded by by sheet metal. You're down lower on the ground. It's like your bum's dragging on the ground, and you're going around at 180 miles an hour at times. It's uh, it's a very different feel. How about the NASCAR Pinty Series? I know you're uh, deeply ingrained in that as well on TSN. Uh, well, what's the thoughts heading into 2021 with the NASCAR Pinty Series? Looks like quite a schedule if we can pull it all off. Yeah, the the latest rules in Ontario may impact that first race a little bit. I heard you just to the tail end of your conversation with, with Luke Ramsey in the United Late Model Series, and they're kind of in the same wait-and-see thing. It's, it's, we're all, we won't know until we get a little bit closer to that first date on the long weekend in May. The, the series, though, I think did a really smart thing, spacing out the first few events. There's only one event scheduled in May. There's one event scheduled in June and one event scheduled in July. They've really spaced out the early part of the year to allow more flexibility, and I think that was wise. Hopefully, though, we can do a little massaging and maneuvering if necessary and, and get all of the events in because I'm, I'm really looking forward to going back to some of these tracks. I think there's going to be some tremendous competition this year with the drivers that are, that are signed up to come back and run full-time. I, I think there's a lot of excitement around, surrounding the series, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be hearing some more announcements in the future, too, about others that are going to be participating in the NASCAR Pinty Series. And it's, it's really going to, I think, get a lot of people's attention. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to, to watch and to be part of again this year. Well, you got to love it. It's a great Canadian series. Uh, have you been talking to Joel uh, Robinson? Uh, of course, TSN, our, our producer of all the shows. Have you been talking to Joel? How's he making out? Is he uh, all revved up for uh, 2021? As always, he's uh, he's ready to go at a moment's notice, and we were uh, exchanging messages the other day when the, the, the new Ontario rules came out and just kind of wondering what's going to happen. He did tell me I'm going to get a new fire suit to wear in Pit Lane, though, this year, which is kind of nice. I'm really looking forward to that. So the, the one I have is, it, I just think it's, it's still think it looks good, but it's a couple of years old, and he likes to replace them every now and again. So I'm looking forward to the new suit. I really hope it fits well. I think he's uh, got my measurements okay. So that'll be uh, that'll be nice. I'll have some nice new threads to wear. But yes, the uh, we're we're excited to. Everyone is excited to get back to the track. Our whole crew that that comes to uh, just about every race. There's a couple people that shuffle in and out here and there, but it's it's mostly the same group of guys that go to all the events. And we're like one of the one of the teams. We're just we're a big family that that wants to be at the track as much as we can too, and we're excited to get going. Absolutely. Now, I, I am a you know I, I've I've watched every single broadcast from the Pinty series, you know, numerous times, just watching it back. Uh, YouTube is a great spot for me because it's always on, it seems. Um, it, but you guys seem to change the game every single year. There's always a, a different look. There's always, you know, a different format to, to what you guys do. Obviously, the, the stuff that you do within the broadcast is all, you know, the 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 hard content that is that is you know placed in front of you but you guys seem to you know change it up every single year keep it fresh is there anything that we can look forward to that's different that you guys are going to be doing throughout the broadcast or is that a, like a wait and see type deal well there's a little bit of letting the the stories that develop during the race come to you and and being able to react and that's the good part about being 
with a, a group that's been together for so many years is we all we all fit together like a like a puzzle so perfectly. If someone sees something, we can all react to it and and be part of the be part of it to tell the story smoothly. There will be a few adjustments as there always are. There's a few little changes in appearance for whether it's it, it's graphics or or there will be some some cool new camera angle that they'll discover or or things like that. But always trying to. To, to innovate, do something a little bit different, and and give people again a greater insight into the this magnificent sport and, and these magnificent people that are that are part of it in the NASCAR Pinty Series. They 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 do it because they love it. Nobody is nobody is no one is becoming incredibly wealthy doing this, um, but it's they're there because they want to be and because they're passionate about it and they love it and and they think it's important and there are great stories to be told and that's that's why we all do it. So we try to give as much as we can and tell as many of the great stories as we can every week. Well, you guys do a dynamite job with it. I love the drone shots that were all added in. Now, that's going back a couple of years, but I'll tell you what, it's developed into something that uh, gives us some pretty cool pictures on uh, on the boob tube when we're watching it on TSN. And if I had my vote, Todd, and I had my way to uh, make you a new fire suit for what you do on TSN, I'd be putting you in white, my friend. I'd be putting you in white, put a big, big TSN logo on the front. I'd be putting you in white, and then, you know, it'd start matching your hair, brother. There'd be mustard stains on it. I've seen him eat a hot dog at the racetrack. Yeah. There'd be mustard stains all over the front of it. Look, 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 you ever see teams that wear white shirts at the racetrack? No, you don't wear white for a reason. It's not the cleanest place at the racetrack. So I'm I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a white suit. So, uh, but but thanks for your fashion input, Charlie. <laughs> yes, it does match my uh, my lightning hair. Well, you know, it, well, I, and you know, going to dirt this year, it would get kind of filthy. You'd have to be in your black yeah. uniform for that one. Um, but nevertheless, you know, Swickin's kind of a clean spot. You might get away with a white suit for a little while. Yeah, don't, I, I don't see it happening myself, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll take that under advisement. If uh, is that the uh, is that the phrase to use when you want to push that one off? The side? Sure, absolutely. Um, sure, but <laughs> no, I, I I think and I like the black because the black is slimming. So and uh, I know Joe, you can relate to that. Oh, oh there you go. Good that was, one, Todd. That was a good, good mustard, one. That was a good mustard comment. Good one. It was worth it. <laughs> It was worth it. <laughs> Todd, we got to thank you. We got to thank you for the time tonight on Race Time. It's been great catching up with you. So much to look forward to. Uh, uh, everybody's got to tune in to Rev Culture on Rev Canada, uh, Rev TV Canada, of course, Todd Lewis. Monday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, he's got a bunch of great guests coming up uh, that you don't want to miss. Todd, this has been great. You enjoy yourself down at St. Pete's and say hi to, uh, to James Forrest. And if you see Paul, tell him we say hey. You got it, boys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm uh, happy to come back anytime. Have a great night. Thanks, TV guy. You betcha. That is Todd Lewis. Uh, always enjoy catching up with Todd. He's always uh, he's great at the track. He's always fun to have on race time. Absolutely, for sure. Lots of fun stuff. Hey, uh, coming down the pipe, I, we've you know we've heard a couple new quick wick spots throughout ah, the broadcast. You've noticed them, yes? Good they boy. they good sound boy. good. They they definitely sound cool. Um, but uh, that team, you know, we touched on it just briefly right at the end of the show last week. We ran out of time a little bit, but uh, man, that team that they are assembling is growing rapidly. Oh, it's uh, quick, quick, are you they're, me, they're 
doing they're doing wild things. Um, you know, with the addition of of Trayton Lapsovich, of course, with the uh, with the NASCAR Pinty side. Uh, you know, Tyler Hahn and and uh, the Hriniacs and Robbie Thompson's team out east. Um, man, the the number just keeps on growing. Of course, you know Kelly Balson and Amanda Balson, um, Andy Camrath, and those guys with the uh, the program that they've got going over there, as well as Dan Price and man, the 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 list goes on and on um, of of the Quickwick supporters. And uh, man, it, it's going to be really neat to see how big that team is by the end of two thousand and twenty one. You want to believe it? We got to hit this break. Grand End figures going to be going. Hey, you told me twenty after eight, and now you're ten minutes late. We are going to have Grand Endfinger next, right here on Race Time. Stay with us. Hey, it's Robbie Gordon from Speed Energy and Stadium Super Trucks here in Canada, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Stive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bulk shopping. Hey, sir. I got 50 jars of duck sauce. You got to duck sauce. But I got a good deal. To the insight of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And just like that, the polar bear brings us back. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Coming off a top 10 run at Richmond International Speedway in his NASCAR Camping World Track Series number 98 uh, champion equipment for Thor Sport. We got Grant Enfinger on the hotline, our buddy from Alabama. What's going on tonight there, Grant? How are you? 
I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on this evening. Man, it's been too long since we've talked to you. Uh, you've ran dirt. You've ran all kinds of races since uh, the last time we spoke, which was probably before Daytona. Uh, how's the How's it been going? I guess not too bad. You've had some good results, bud. Yeah, overall it's been solid, you know, and, and I think uh, this past weekend at Richmond was uh, was, a, was another example of that. We um, we had some some uh, pretty good speed in our Champion Power Equipment Tundra. We we probably didn't have a race winning speed, but but we we were solid all day and uh, led some laps and and, uh, and ran ran strong. Um, the way everything kind of ended up on on the pit cycle, um, some guys kind of the, the, that probably shouldn't have been in front of us ended up in front of us there at the end, but but still a, a solid day for us. And um, I, I feel like we're feel like we're building uh, with with our '98 team this year. And uh, and I think we're we're uh, going in the right direction. Well, you know, Grant, when I turned it on, I was a little bit late turning on the tube and catching the race. Junior actually uh, sent me a message: "Hey, Dad, track race is on." I went, "Wow!" I just about forgot, threw it on, and at that time, you were out front, man, and you were really looking good. The track looked real strong. You had, I don't know, maybe three, four second lead over second place. And I thought, wow, Grant is dialed in because it was lap after lap. And then uh, what, what, you won the stage. You guys came in and you almost won the, the other stage. Uh, you finished second in it. But uh, what the, the lap before, you would have won both stages. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we had um, had some good stages there. And, and uh, yeah, like you mentioned, we, we led most all the first stage and, and able to, to win that one. And um you know, Nemechek, he, he had ran us down by the end of that first stage and felt like him and uh, Kyle were, were pretty good. And, and um, you know, we we were we were good the whole time. We just weren't quite good enough. And and, uh, and, and myself and, and uh, Jay Rod, who's the crew chief now on this 98 Tundra, we, we worked hard trying to make it better. And, and we really we never really made it worse, but, but we never really made it better. And, and I think some of the other guys that we were racing with did. And, um you know, we, we probably should have ended up somewhere around third or fourth, and and uh, the way everything happened on, on the pit sequence, pit sequence, um, and then uh, one restart there towards the end, I got I got shuffled in the middle there and and kind of hurt our chances, and and then after that, uh, everybody was on pretty equal tires and just hard to pass guys. So um, you know, overall, like I said, solid day, finished eighth, uh, but yeah, early on, uh, we definitely had higher uh, hopes than that. And I felt like it was one of those that maybe we had an opportunity to uh, to grab a checkered flag, but just just didn't quite have the speed there at the end of the race. Pretty treacherous place when you're three wide, right? If you're even in the middle of three wide, uh, it can get kind of dicey in that spot. You really got to trust that guy on the bottom, and uh, that's not always so easy to do. No, no, I don't trust any of them out there, and I don't think they trust me. So it's just uh, that's just truck racing these days. You, you got to be willing to, to stick it in there and just kind of be willing to wreck, unfortunately. And um, the, the other unfortunate part is there were a lot of wrecked uh, pickup trucks there on Saturday afternoon at uh, Richmond. It seemed like it was uh, one of our roughest uh, races this year, anyway. Um, just a, just a lot of a lot of yellow flags, especially in that third stage there. Um, but you know, some some of those races, it just happens like that. And in Richmond, man, it's a it's a tough place. You're 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 slick. You're you're sliding on top of the track the whole time, and then uh, if you got a caution anywhere towards the end of the race, you, you know things are going to get wild. You know, uh, the TV guys do a great job with the broadcast on uh, Fox Sports 1. I love watching it. 
Um, I, I, I did notice they highlighted the fact that Matt Crafton, your teammate, still had four sticker tires sitting in the pits for a late caution. He was going to bolt them on. Uh, Junior was going to bolt them on Matty's truck, and he was going to go out there and be a hero. Did you have four stickers still in your pit, or did you guys use them all? No, I think our teammate Matt Crafton, I, I think they were the only ones with a set of tires in their pits. So if the caution would have come out there with five or ten laps to go, he would have uh, been sitting pretty. But uh, but other than that, really, what was surprising to everybody that the guys that took their tires uh, the earliest had the advantage because there were so many yellow flags. So those guys just got the track position. And, and really when we came to, to pit, uh, they only had another eight or nine laps on their tires. So it, it wasn't really a big enough advantage um, for us anyway to, to make it back up through there. Obviously, uh, some of the guys were and some of the guys could do that. Um, but, but once you get get kind of back in track position a little bit it gets tough to pass um but uh but still like i said solid day for us not not exactly what we were looking for but but a solid building day for for this 98 group we're with grant Enfigure. he drives the number 98 power equipment uh, tundra uh in the nascar camping world truck series coming off a top 10 finish actually eighth for the 98 uh right at richmond this past weekend grant Junior alluded to it off the top of the show. He said, man, you know, I like the Richmond race. It was cool. Uh, it was a good race. But he said, I really, really enjoyed watching the trucks at Martinsville in the spring. Uh, he said, I wonder wonder what the guys think. Yeah, he said, nah, they're never going to answer that anyway. I said, well, <laughs> we're going to throw it out. I forgot to throw it out to Raphael, but I'm going to throw it out to you. Do you kind of wish you guys were at Martinsville this weekend instead of Richmond? Or do you got a favorite between the two? You know, I kind of like the fact that that um, we go to Martinsville in the fall. I mean, I, yeah, I'd love to go there twice, um, but I, but I think it's you know we we haven't been to Richmond in so long until this past uh, year, and um, you know I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool to to go to Richmond. So to to do Richmond once and Martinsville once, I think I would take that over to Martinsville. But uh, but I, I love all the short trucks. Um, I, I really really enjoy um, both Martinsville and Richmond. Richmond, uh, even though it was a pretty rough uh, race for us there on Saturday, that that would have been a very, very mild um, body bill for for uh, if you want to compare it to Martinsville, though. So I, I'm sure the team owners like like Richmond a little bit more. <laughs> too too many hot dogs is no good for you anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of all short tracks, Martinsville included. But uh, but yeah, I, I'll take one and one over over uh, two of Martinsville and, and Richmond. And one thing that listeners may not know about Grant Enfinger, when Grant goes to these races, if he has a little bit of spare time, Grant likes rolling into the truck kind of early, and he likes going fishing in that local market to, you know, try his luck with his fishing pole. Uh, did you get an opportunity? Is there a place to fish around uh, Richmond? Did you get a chance to go out there and hook one? You know, there there is uh, you know some some waterways real close to Richmond. There, I just went up and back for the race this time. I uh, didn't do any fishing. Uh, me and the wife uh, took the camper up there last year and, and uh, stayed at a little lake there, and uh, and I did did do a little fishing then, but uh, but not this year. One other personal question I got to ask you, and then I know Junior's got one for you. But uh, how's Wilbur doing? I know you got Wilbur the pig. How's Wilbur making out? Mine. My Wilbur? question is going to lead into this as well. We're <laughs> I, like it, it's funny that you went there. <laughs> he didn't he's, know that. Uh, he's doing pretty good. So uh, Wilbur, he uh, 
he's pretty much living it up. We got in a little bit of a fight today just because he, he tried to pull the uh, the gate off the, the chain link fence we have there. He, uh, he he discovered how to do that. So other than that, uh, Wilbur's doing good these days. He's, uh, he's definitely getting bigger, and uh, he's not getting any cleaner. My, mine, uh, it's it's not so much a question as a comment, but uh, today I was driving through downtown Owen Sound. Now it's a it's a city of uh, you know roughly twenty one thousand people. It's it's so it's not a it's not a big city by any stretch. We're we're pretty far away from any big city centers. I was I was driving through downtown Owen Sound, and there was a guy walking his potbelly pig. Downtown <laughs> Owen Sound. I mean downtown. This really? dude is walking a pig on a leash. I I kid you not. There was a dude walking a pig, and I was I was like, dude, we got Grand Enfinger coming on. Does do you ever walk him? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, I have walked Wilbur some. Um, it's probably been five or six months since I tried to tackle that. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like it. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I had big plans of him being, you know, a domesticated pig, like uh, like you, you see a lot of these people have, like like your guy there. Uh, that you saw today, but you know he came to, into our lives kind of, kind of, you know, six or eight months into his life, and and uh, I think I think he was he was pretty rogue then, and we've uh, we've probably tamed him as much as we're going to tame him, and, <laughs> and he doesn't like the leash. I, I might I might try to to, to to get him a little bit more comfortable on down the road, but he's he's never going to be an inside, uh, you know, walk walk him down. Town. <laughs> on the streets of Kannapolis or anything like that, I don't think. I wish I would have had, like, my phone. Like, you know, like, back in the day when texting and driving was, like, completely, like, okay, you know, like, right at the uh, beginning. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd have your phone in your hand. My phone was sitting over on the passenger side, and I was driving, and my head snapped to the left, and I was like, dude, that dude, that guy's walking a pig, like, downtown. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That dude is awesome. Yeah. But uh, I wish I would have had my phone to take a picture of it to, to prove it. But if I ever see that dude again, I'm stopping. I don't care what the road is, and I'm taking a listen, picture. Listen. Listen, not a word, not a word of a lie. Uh, we went and we broadcasted a race from Eastbound International Speedway out in St. John's, Newfoundland. Yep. Uh, I had the race time radio broadcaster out there. Brad Mann, Jerry Paxton, and myself, the three of us, went for dinner at St. John's. And uh, a buddy said, uh, you got to go down to George Street. Yep. I said, what's George Street? He said, oh, no, no, buddy, listen to me. you got to go down to George Street. It's old bars. You guys will have a gas down there. So we go for dinner at this, I don't know, Yellow Canoe or something. They had a brewery inside, a really cool spot. We have dinner, and right behind where we're having dinner is this George Street. So after dinner, the three of us walk out. What's the first thing we see? A guy and a girl dressed up uh, like not not like uh, I'm not talking suit and tie, but they were dressed up pretty cool. And the guy has got a goat on a <laughs> rope, and the girl had a pig on a rope. That's awesome. And they're walking down the street. I kid you not. I got the photo somewhere. I got to find it. We howled. I said, "Oh my God, this is George Street." That's... And within about an hour of that, there must have been I don't know, give or take twenty to twenty five thousand people. On that street, partying on the outside, I'll tell you what, incredible. Anybody that goes to Newfoundland has to go to George Street and look for the guy and the girl walking the sheep and the pig down the road. But that's the end of my stories for that's, that. I want to uh, see Grant Anfigger walk downtown <laughs> Mooresville with, with Wilbur. Well, yeah, and then we'll get a photo of that. That, right. that there would be kind of cool. You're going to have to try that, Grant. 
We might we might need to do that. <laughs> Incredible. How's, how's the late model stuff coming along? Uh, are you gonna Are we gonna see? Uh, obviously, you didn't get the results that you wanted over at the Rattler with the thirty two car, but uh, are, are we gonna see you in a late model uh, at all for for the rest of the season, Grant? Um, hopefully, you know uh, we we talked some. Uh, Archie has a has a really nice series car here. We we ran a couple of times, and uh, and yeah, I definitely like to. I don't exactly know how the the, the schedule is going to work out this year. Yep. Uh, just kind of taking everything as it comes. But uh, but hopefully hopefully uh, yeah, we'll see see us a few more times in the Super Late Model. Now, how about the truck? Uh, Kansas is up next for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Are you back in the '98 for uh, Kansas, or when is your next race? Nope. I'll uh, I'll actually be in the '98 back at Darlington. So uh, so yeah, um, you know. We'll, just kind of have to have to see how everything goes. Uh, you know, maybe some some other stuff uh, in the works to, to run another race or two here or there. Um, we'll just uh, have to have to see how it goes. A free agent for Talladega, then that's Ooh. what that means. You're a free agent. There's got to be somebody calling well, your phone right now. Talladega isn't up for uh, for isn't, quite a while. Is it? Uh, no. When I showed you that schedule, that was a cup schedule. Oh, sorry, buddy. Schedule. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right too. Okay, that's right. Yes. Yes. Cup has got Talladega next weekend. I'm Xfinity all mixed will up. be there. But I have to go Google to the schedule every every single time now. I, I used to know the schedule, you know, like off, the off back of my head. head. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to Google it. Never mind. Lots of changes. Well, yeah. and, and Grant, it would be a shame for you to be uh, not in a truck, uh, regardless whether you're in the '98 or not. That's uh, hopefully where you end up because that's where you're at home. Uh, but really, this year after Daytona, we seen you get into another truck with a top ten finish, and it was a brand new ride for a guy like you. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think there's probably some possibilities of, of that happening again. But we'll just just have to see how uh, how things work out. You know, uh, this this year is definitely uh, not not one that that I feel like I've been able to plan out so far. So just gonna gonna take the opportunities as they come and and make the most of them and. And like I said, I'll be back in the 98 at Darlington in a few weeks. Well, and that's a track that fits you like a glove, too. You can go like a bullet there. You're going to be a threat to win, I can well imagine. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. That's obviously another one that you're slipping and sliding and tire management the whole time there. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to going there. Uh, we were able to have a, a pretty strong run there last year. I think we ended up third, um, third or fourth there. Uh, but, but yeah, Darlington is definitely one of those, you know, as you're growing up, um, you know, watching NASCAR on TV and stuff like that, that's always one of those races that you, you want to be at and, and, and be able to excel at. So, uh, fortunate that, uh, that that was one that they added to the schedule for us, uh, last year. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Nah, historic. It's going to be dynamite. Grand Enfigure, we always enjoy having you on this show. Uh, we really appreciate your time and, uh, hey, good run this weekend. Uh, it, it, top ten. What you know, like uh, with the season that's out there, uh, dynamite uh, results, and uh, we look forward to getting you back on the show uh, in the real near future, bud. Yeah, Joe. Thank y'all, and uh, thank you to everybody that makes this happen. So, especially Champion Power Equipment, uh, Duke and Ronda Thorson, the Blaster Products, Camping World, uh, Mike Curb, and the guys at Curb Records. So, uh, thank you everybody that, that gets this '98 Thunder team to the track. And if you get a chance and you do take Wilbur for a walk, get somebody to take a picture or a video. I'd love to see it. We'll retweet it. I thought it would be a hoot. 
All right, I'll do it sometime for you. You bet. That's Grant Enfinger, driver of that number 98 in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Always a great guest on Race Time. We're going to hit this final break, and when we come back, i got some stuff I'm going to download to you. Stay there. We'll be back. your race fix anytime online www.racetimeradio.com also available on facebook just search racetime radio and as always you can drop us an email info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four and so much more rev tv also features exclusive live race series up-to-date news coverage documentaries how-to programs and so much more Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit, add your wood. And presto, you're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters, making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Wheelhouse bringing us back. Uh, you got lots to hear about Wheelhouse in the near future. Trust me when I say. Uh, but listen, I gotta. I, we want to welcome VP Racefields back to Race Time Radio. Long, long time supporter since day one, since the very first show we ever did on Race Time Radio. Randy uh, from VP Racefields Ontario has sponsored this very program and randy we cannot thank you enough if you're getting race fuel you got to tune in and grab vp race fuels uh randy can take care of you man he's got absolutely every kind of race fuel for every kind of competition vehicle 
that you can imagine uh, VP Racefields, the worldwide leader in racefield technology. Uh, longtime competitor at Sobel Speedway, Jeff Burke. Anybody that's frequented in Sobel Speedway uh, back in the day will remember Jeff Burke. Uh, Jeff lost his wife, Lynn, and we really, uh, Linda, and we really want to uh, uh, offer our condolences, hearts, uh, or thoughts and prayers to Jeff. Um, uh, terrible loss, way too young, and uh, just just not fair. Not fair, but um, uh, we got to play the cards we're dealt. And uh, our, our thoughts are with Jeff. Uh, everybody that uh, has ever watched Jeff Burke race, the number 37, uh, what a competitor. And I know his wife, Linda, was always there at the racetrack with him, um, and she will be missed. Um, I want to, uh, Junior, you were looking at something there online that was just earth-shattering on Twitter through the break there. Guy had a brand new race car, brand spanking new. Yeah, posted on uh, FLF Race Cars. If you just take a look, I imagine if you're a racer, you've probably already seen it already shared on your timeline. But uh, uh, it's a it's a reminder. It's a very friendly reminder uh, to make sure you check your throttle linkage. Um, you know, when you do get out on the racetrack and get testing this year, um, when you roll out there, you got to make sure that that throttle linkage is uh, is right. That's uh, make sure your safety equipment is right. Number one. Make sure your throttle linkage is right and make sure your brakes are right before yes. you let her fly. And, uh, you know, that's a grim reminder. Um, but uh, brand new race car, you know, completely destroyed. Uh, but if you do want to check it out, you can go to FLF Race Cars Facebook page um, and uh, you'll know the picture as soon as you see it. In my day uh, at Sobel Speedway as the owner there watching a lot of crafty veterans uh, come out at the beginning of a season, and I think of one that really jumps out in my mind, the number two of Tim Ellis uh, from Kitchener, Ontario. Tim would always show up at the Speedway. Um, like the weekend before we would open, he'd rent the truck. He'd go out there with a brand-new race car each and every year. I think of watching Tim Ellis and what he would do. Uh, he would strap in. He would unload that car, strap in, head out onto the racetrack. He'd do like five or six laps, maybe seven laps at about a quarter to half speed. And then he would come back into the pits. I'd think, well, something's wrong or whatever. And I'd go over and just ah, I'd see him and the crew. And I'd say, Timmy, something broke? He goes, no, 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 no. We're just making sure. Just making sure. And the car would go up on jack stands and nut and bolted again. And then they would put it down. And I'll tell you what, Tim Ellis, who was always rocket fast at the beginning of every year, it wasn't by mistake or luck. No. It was because the guy knew what he was doing. He never took the chances. And, uh, you know, it's all in preparation. Yep. And uh, really good to see. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, when you, um, when you look at it, like, you know, you, you look at the NASCAR Cup Series and, and when they did have practice sessions, um, you know, they would, they would show up, unload the car, and practice number one was usually one of the fastest laps of the weekend. Um, it, lap number one for all the guys, you know, they would roll out and they would go full tilt as soon as they hit the racetrack. And, you know, th there's a lot to be said about <laughs> rolling out on the racetrack and making sure everything's right and then Ooh, going back. Man. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, you've seen the best teams in the world forget to put hood pins in. Oh, yeah. You've seen the best teams in the world forget to tighten a oil cooler line or, you know, any Do of those types nuts. of things. Do a plug nuts. Put the steering yep. wheel, lock it on. Exactly. They've only got it on yep. part way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it seems like every year we, we see, you know, one of these types of incidents and uh, um, definitely just a friendly reminder make sure you uh make sure
sure your your ducks are in a row before you hit the throttle. Dot your eyes, cross your T's. Southern Ontario Speedway. Wow. Oh man, where did you see those photos? Is on, that on, on their Facebook on page? On their Facebook page. Yep. If you uh, take a look at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, of course the old South Buxton Motor Speedway, um, or South Buxton Raceway. Yeah. Not motor speedway. Well, but when we say old, is, we mean old. Yes, like gone. Absolutely, that's yep. gone. It's, it's gone completely. Uh, a full rebuild over over the port over the course of 2020 and then into now 2021. Um, complete rebuild, and I tell you what, it's a complete rebuild. Unbelievable. When you look at the lighting system, thing is lit up like Jukasa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks like uh, you know, it looks like a cup track lit up. It's. Uh, Phenomenal job by those guys. Oh, quick, quick fire starters all the way around, man. I'll tell you what, it looks dynamite. Uh, great to see the progress and to see how everything is shaping up for 2021. And uh, tonight was a good preview for some of what we're going to see in 2021. Uh, we're going to get a lot of race teams on here. I also want to mention parts for trucks out on Canada's East Coast. Of course, uh, d- uh, tons of our listeners know the parts for trucks tour. Of course, we broadcast their races. Uh, seen an announcement just the other day on Twitter. Parts for Trucks is going to be the title sponsor for 2021 for the Parts for Trucks Tour. But then they are going to step back from the title role in 2022. Uh, they're still going to be a sponsor of the series, but they're going to step back from the title role. Uh, they have had a tremendous run and I know all all of us, uh, whether it be race fans, race teams, definitely us in the media, we want to thank Parts for Trucks and everything that they have done for the Parts for Trucks tour. Uh, they'll never, ever be forgotten or left out. Uh, they have been dynamite for that series and putting that series on the map. And uh, they're going to be missed. They're going to be missed somewhat in the title role, but they're still going to be a part of the series. Let's uh, let, let's have a great 2021 with the Parts for Truck series. It's going to be kind of cool. What a long-term relationship uh, and what a dynamite sponsor for a series to have. Absolutely. And for them to stick on for, for the final year sort of as a farewell tour and, and uh, uh, you know, definitely a, a, a classy move not to just pull the sponsorship, you know, like it shows sure. how, how deep of a, of a relationship they have. Uh, uh, great job. And it'll be really interesting. You know, you look back at the East Coast side and, and uh, you know, it was the CarQuest NASCAR series back in the day. It was yep. the, uh, you know, there, there's been there's been a handful of, of partners, um, you know, kind of rotate through the, the title role uh, of the Pro Stock Tour. And uh, it'll be interesting to see that there will be another name uh, up oh, there. And uh, they, they produce a tremendous amount of value. Um, you know, it's uh, they, they got their use out of it. You can guarantee that the, the parts for trucks folks uh, uh, did a, a tremendous job with it. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's a prime opportunity for a company to uh, to be a part of uh, a, a phenomenal racing series that's uh, that's on in the Maritimes in Atlantic Canada. Just contact Tara Foster. That would right. be your contact uh, if you want to get involved. Here is a huge, huge opportunity for a Canadian company. Uh, for one, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the Maritimes, although I can just about guarantee the title will be in the Maritimes because that series runs all the Maritime provinces and does a dynamite job. Uh, you want the Premier Series in Canada when you're out on the East Coast? It is the Parts for Trucks Maritime Pro Stock Tour, and you'll hear lots about it right here on Race Time Radio. So much happening this time of the year, 
And I know next week we will look forward to uh, uh, previewing lots more. We're going to have teams on here. If you've got someone you would really like to hear of uh, or, or from on Race Time Radio, make sure you get a hold of us. We'll try and do our best to get that guest. I know uh, uh, the, last week we had a, a, a listener contact and say, hey, let's hear from Mark Rinaldi and get an update on what is going to happen with the uh, Racetrack Association here in Ontario and the COVID situation. I did reach out to Mark to try and get him on the show. Uh, Best way to describe it and put it, there is no updates right now with the lockdown. Everything, word is mum. These guys aren't doing nothing right now, and uh, we're not going to find out anything. But as soon as things start to break, you can bet we'll have Mark Rinaldi on this show. But that's going to do it for Junior and I here tonight in the studio. I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in. Got to thank Susie Q right here in the Race Time Radio studio for hooking us up with all of our guests. Scotty back in Toronto at Sirius XM. And, of course, the Performance Motorsport Network.com, 98.9 XFM, Nandiganish, and all the other outlets that Race Time Radio airs on weekly. Thank all of you. And we will catch you again next Sunday night live at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Racetimeradio.com and on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. For Junior, I'm Joe. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.